First tonight, I am a glass half full kind of gal, but it is pretty hard to shake off the economic gloom that started 2024 here on Money News, and the numbers really tell the story. Today, the grim news came in the form of retail sales for the month of December, with a big drop of 2.7% across the month. It's partly to do with the shake-up in traditional Aussie spending, because December is usually the month we do all of our Christmas shopping and then cash in on the Boxing Day sales during the summer slumber. This year, though, a different story. More people are copying the cost of living crunch, paying more on the mortgage and the energy bills and insurance and the rest. And November is increasingly rivaling December as the big spending month, with more of us looking to the Black Friday and Cyber Monday sales to bag ourselves a bargain. So we're cutting back our spending, and it's interesting to see what we're cutting back on the most. Household goods retailing fell a huge 8.5%, while spending on clothing, footwear and personal accessories also went backwards by 5.7%. And to put it all in perspective, this is the largest monthly decline in retail sales since the pandemic lockdown started in 2020. And the biggest drop before that was when the GST was introduced 24 years ago. But really, today's result is almost the exact model the Reserve Bank is working on. To increase interest rates, to put pressure on household budgets by reducing spending, reducing spending to slow demand for goods and services, with greater supply and lower demand, prices will come down. And hey presto, inflation, which is the rate that prices are growing at, should come back to that target 2 to 3% range. Well, that's at least the economic theory. But of course, there are brutal real-world consequences, like vacuum retailer Godfrey's. After 93 years in business, Godfrey's has today been placed into voluntary administration with its 141 stores and 600 staff right across the country fearing the worst. So the slowdown is taking a toll and a huge toll. And with many businesses, large and small, hoping for a big push over Christmas to get them through the worst of the economic downturn, today's retail numbers will be disastrous. And Godfrey's, it's feared, could well be the canary in the coal mine, with more collapses to come. Someone top up my half-empty glass already. Well, to see if the doom and gloom is real, I'm joined by Fleur Brown, Chief Industry Affairs Officer for the Australian Retailers Association. Fleur, welcome back to Money News. Pretty grim reading, though. Thank you, Deb. Oh, it's a great summary uh, you've just given. Uh, look, it is it is grim and uh, look very sad for Godfrey's, uh, but um, certainly in terms of the retail results, somewhat uh, predicted. Uh, not a great way to start the year. You're right. It does set the tone. I think probably the thing that's going to set the tone the most, though, is uh, the RBA decision, of course, next week. Yes, and that'll be banking on the inflation numbers, which we'll get tomorrow. But just with the retail sales, the, the department stores, their numbers at least held up for December. Why are the mm-hmm. bigger retailers, are they doing better? Why? What is it that customers are attracted to there? Look, um, department stores are a great home to festive spending. Uh, You know, they've got uh, an abundance of diversity on offer when it comes to, uh, you know, gift giving and uh, end of year spending. So it is a great, great time of year for them, you know, traditionally. Uh, So, you know, we would hope and are pleased to see that that they've done well. Um, So it's really a seasonal, uh, I think, a, a seasonal factor there that's that's helped support that. And of course, you know, Aussies were shopping um, very purposefully over the holiday season and department stores are a great way to go in and kind of survey the landscape and look at, you know, the biggest picture 
of what's available and then make your choices from there. So, you know, there may have been some efficiency factors in there as well. Mm. Uh, going back to household goods, though, you know, there is a little bit of a swings and roundabouts factor there. You may recall that um, that's a category that did very well from time to time through the pandemic, uh, that nesting factor that we saw, which is, of course has sort of given way to a bit more travel and uh But in terms of the the shift, how much can we put it down to November rivaling December? Because Black Friday, Cyber Monday sales, we've really picked that up here in Australia. Yeah, look, it's um, it's a great indication of how patterns have shifted. And you do have to look at um, holiday spending as a collective across the November and December category. So uh, a lot of times, you know, particularly if it involves online shopping, people sort of expect that it's going to somehow hurt traditional retail. But You'd, you'd be hard-pressed to find a retailer that's not omni-channel these days, and so they do benefit from that online spending. So, um, you know, bringing forward that spending, a uh, really good percentage of it is is Christmas spending. And, of course, in a year where, where Australians are trying to get a bargain, uh, that's, that's going to happen even more so uh, in November uh, than it would necessarily in December, trying to, you know, really plan those purchases so that you get the best value for money. On the face of it, though, you could look at the the figures through today and say, well, we're all up almost 1% for the whole year, but the population's also growing. So when you mm. look at it that way, it is pretty disappointing. Mm. It's really nuanced. I'm glad you raised that. So, yeah, we have more than a million people in the country uh, compared to a year ago uh, across many different categories of overseas you know, visitation and migration. And that's good news, but that's kind of just helping offset the, you know, the money that we're losing to travel now uh, with those who have the ability to do that. And there are still really healthy pockets of um you know, of cash within the economy, of course, and many people are using it to travel. So uh, there's some offsets there. Uh, and then, uh, of course, you've got, uh, you know, the spending slowdown, which has just been gradual and pronounced. Um, some confidence factors in there. Uh, lots of different elements, you know, that are coming to play when it when it comes to this these results. And, of course, the cost of doing business has gone up enormously for retail. So... Whilst a 0.8% year-on-year increase might certainly be better than nothing, uh, in in real terms for many retailers it may represent a backward step because their cost of business has increased. So what's it going to take to turn things around? Is it going to take the Reserve Bank to start cutting interest rates, which is predicted to be the back end of the year before we start seeing consumers getting out and spending? Yeah, look, we're certainly encouraging retailers to, you know, to, to have a, uh, a realistic view of what this year may hold. We do think it's going to be a particularly difficult year. There is a lag effect often of about six months for interest rate uh, impacts, and that will be the same as they turn. So, you know, we're hopeful that we'll see that turn happen in 2024. There's no guarantee, uh, but there will be a lag effect on the upside of that, just as we've seen a lag effect on the on the downside as interest rates have gone up. So um, that will certainly be absolutely pivotal. And it's not just because people will have more cash. It's also a confidence issue. And that's why February's decision by the Reserve Bank is so critical because it will give uh, a sense of what the year is going to look like for business and for consumers. And have you got many members who are just hoping to survive the year? I think uh, 
they would many of the smaller retailers uh, have been in the trenches uh, very much you know literally working in the business a lot of them because the labor shortages have continued they've improved but they've continued to be a pain point and also just sometimes retailers just have to cut those costs and they have to get back in the business themselves when they're smaller so when that's the case it's very hard to kind of look up and look around and see all the detail of what's going on. You're just trying to survive. Yeah. So, yes, uh, you know, in that category, absolutely. Um, discretionary categories are obviously the first to be damaged when there's a consumer spending slowdown. So, um, you know, there will be winners and losers as there were through the pandemic and those are the categories that we've really got our eye on. And the big loser today, Godfrey's, of course, the vacuum retailer. It's been an Australian institution for close to a century and yes. it's a sad day when we lose very a company sad. like Godfrey's. Yeah, very sad. And look, we, you know, our um, thoughts go out to everyone who's been involved in that business. I'm sure it was not a um, an overnight uh, factor there by any means, uh, and uh, we, we're hopeful that in a an economy that where there are still a lot of uh, shortages in the in the retail um, workforce, that those uh, those employees will be able to find jobs fairly quickly. Um, but it, look, it does speak to the fact that you know when retail is affected, the economy is affected. Uh, you know our emotions, you know, and our, our confidence is affected. Like when retail stores disappear, just like cafes, you see that at street level, it does kind of send a ripple yeah. through the community. Uh, you know, we know those retail workers, retail employs one in 10 Australians. And of course, when it's a brand like Godfrey's, it's, you know, just been part of the landscape yes. for so long. It is very sad. Yeah, not a good way to start 2024. Flo, great to get your insights into all of this. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you, Deb. Flo Brown there from the Australian Retailers Association.